0: sexual
1: health how can relationships evolve with people people as they grow and
0: change change. you can make suggestions you can make requests you can plead you can do all that kind of stuff sure but Mm -hmm. the only true thing that you can change is your moves in in
1: this in this chess game of an argument (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) right no you're right you're right yes okay
0: welcome to the curious folks podcast for those challenging the status quo in love, sex, and relationships, my name is Effie Blue.
1: And I'm Jacqueline Mislaw. And today we're talking about why we have the same arguments with our partners over and over again. Different topic, same fight. Yep. The same argument, a million different
0: ways. I see this in my practice all the time. Even those folks who are arguing constantly from dawn till dusk, they are mostly arguing about really three maximum of five points of tension over and over again in different contexts. And here is the kicker. Sometimes the context sounds so far removed from the point of tension that it can feel impossible to uncover the real argument. We end up chasing our tails and end up hurt, exhausted, stuck, and disheartened.
1: In order to explore this topic, we are actually going to use a case study me. <laughs>
0: the Yay. best case study of all.
1: Yeah. So pic- picture this. It is mm-hmm. 2 a.m. on Friday night. I am in my kitchen, angry dancing and mm-hmm. texting Effie about a recent argument with my partner. Mm-hmm. The argument started over something that's wildly ridiculous, not even worth mentioning, but it soon took familiar shape, resembling every argument that we ever had. Mm. And we don't argue much. My partner and I don't argue a lot, but when we do, it follows the exact same script. Mm -hmm. And so over the years, we have both been working on ourselves and our relationship and have been able to shorten the post argument tension from a few Mm -hmm. days to a few hours, but we both know that we can do better. And so, yeah, so it's 2am there. I sat dissecting the pattern in my head, creating a flow chart yes of the argument pattern. <laughs> 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 i got to copy the out. <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> well because you need the flowchart in order to understand Obviously. the context yes because yes. i you know again i'm a chain strategist so i was like i gotta i gotta break the pattern i gotta figure mm-hmm. out how to break the pattern no exactly i, I mean I, I you know it, it was very jacqueline misla i remember <laughs> when you come to
0: sessions when we first working started working together that you would mm-hmm. come with flip chart paper and colored, you know, colored in sheets, and everything was like laid down in groups, and in, in an effort to understand it all. And this was just another one of those. I got, I got pictures of flow flowcharts of what happens, who says what, the when, <laughs> whom, and who feels what, and says what. And I was like, "Got yes. it. Yeah,
1: what are we doing yeah. about it?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, some of you may not know this, but Effie and I started off in that way. She was my relationship Mm -hmm. coach several Mm -hmm. years ago when my wife and I were trying to heal from infidelity and learn how to design our open relationship that was built on transparency and trust. And so today we're going to try something different. I -hmm. am going to talk about my relationship argument pattern and Effie is going to give me a different perspective in an effort to disrupt that pattern. This is either going to be great or a big mistake. (laughs) It's going to be fun. All right. I'm ready, Effie. Okay. Let's change this thing.
0: Let's make a change. <laughs> Let's make a change. Well, first of all, okay, let me just start with this. First of all, the fact that you're taking interest in this, the fact that you're doing the your work on this, the fact that you have made a flow chart on this and that you don't want it to carry on is all huge bonuses and a huge testament to your willingness to work this Work this out, and your dedication to this relationship. I just want to put that out there to get you started.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. So I think it's Like start. that being said, though, <laughs> <laughs> <That> being said. <laughs> I can see the positivity sandwich coming. Start with yeah. the compliment, and then get into the meat. huh. No, no,
0: no. Let's just put that out there because I think mm-hmm. I think there's a lesson to be learned before we even get into it. There's a lesson to be learned about how we are the actors within our relationships, and it is up to us to make a difference if that's what we want for our relationships. And to do that, we need to bring awareness to what's going on. We need to understand what's going on in an effort to, if we have any chance of of making a change, if that's what we want to do. So the fact that you've done this is half of the battle, and that's like double bonus points for you.
1: Thank you very much. Now get to the
0: meat of it. (laughs) Now now let's get to the meat of it.
1: (laughs) So, okay, should I start with the pattern? Let's start there.
0: How do you feel about talking about the, the actual irrelevant <laughs> argument the reason i say that is because it'll be a good way to transition like oh like this this is this looks like this isn't this, this
1: okay if you want to do that or do you know no do that? <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm seeing you're seeing my reluctant face it's just so silly so i'm just gonna preface it that way that's what makes it so precious because like yes. it sounds so silly yet it's going to be so rich with information. <laughs> All right. So I'm in the bathroom. I just come out of the shower and, uh, ask my partner to put lotion on me and I have music on, like I'm listening to music loud. And so she comes in and she says, can we lower this though? And she picks up my phone and, and lowers the volume. And that really annoyed me because I was like, you mm-hmm. could have just asked me to lower the volume and I could have done it myself. I don't know why you were taking control of my phone and lowering it without actually hearing my response first. Mm-hmm. And that's what started it. It was just that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure? something okay. more than that. And so sure. what ends up happening, and this is, you know, this is what happened, but this is also reflective of the pattern that happens, mm-hmm. is that something gets done or said that leads mm-hmm. me to feel disrespected in some mm-hmm. way. And I then name that. And in my observation, she's not here to tell her side of it. It Mm -hmm. feels like she reacts and feels reacts to me naming something as if I'm blaming her or trying to shame her. So she Mm -hmm. acts from that place of of shame and gets defensive Mm -hmm. and, you know, starts giving, explaining why I hear her defensiveness as her giving me excuses, thus dismissing my feelings. Mm -hmm. So then Mm -hmm. I react in a bigger way in like a, all right, well, you can't dismiss this. Mm -hmm. And then she responds with like, whoa, that's your, that's a little big. And now anybody who tells me I'm too much of anything, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't work. So then I shut down, then she shuts down. And so that, that's the pattern. Something is said and done. And this is true by the way, not just in this relationship, this is true in my marriage with, with my ex-husband, frankly, that pattern. And we'll talk about this a little bit more when we do an episode about ADHD and, mm, <laughs> and mm. all of the pieces that, that pull out in there. But this mm. pattern of something happens that makes me feel wronged, disrespected, dismissed, unseen, I name it, the other person gets defensive, I hear they're defensive as excuses, I then feel unheard, I react, they say that my reaction's too big, I shut down, they shut down, and there we go.
0: Curtain. And see. Yes, and C. <laughs> <And scene. laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Okay. All right.
1: Sure. Mm-hmm. And let me also note that I've mm-hmm. crafted many ways in which this could be resolved. Right. I was just going to say, how yes. would
0: you like, how would you prefer it went?
1: <laughs> that they don't do the thing that makes me <laughs> annoyed. That's how, like, that honestly, <laughs> what's happened so much in my relationship is, there, is I've said, like, if you just don't do that thing, whatever uh-huh. it is, then we mm-hmm. wouldn't argue. Like, this is all happening because of that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, if you could just mm-hmm. not do anything that makes me annoyed then (laughs) that would Mm -hmm. be great Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. Uh, and how does that go (laughs) no not (laughs) not not very well not very well um and I should clarify it's not necessarily annoyed it's it's like yeah again it feels slighted somehow and, and there's there's many variations of that. It could feel like I am having to take on more responsibility or, again, being dismissed or being disrespected. But there's something I translate their statement or behavior in some way that then makes me feel immediately triggered. And then I name mm-hmm.
0: it. Mm-hmm. And how do you name it?
1: First, my body names it by like stiffening up and like have, making a face, I'm sure. And like, you know, my energy shifts right away, which is like I have an attitude now energy. Mm-hmm. And either the person will be like, what happened? Like, what's wrong? Or, you know, there'll be a few minutes of silence. And I'm like, well, why did you know, why did you say that? Or why did you do that? Or I didn't like that. Or I, And I just say the thing like I say, mm-hmm. hey, this just happened and it doesn't feel good.
0: Even though we're skipping, we seem to be skipping over this, gliding over this point. I think the way you name it, I think it sounds so innocent when you say I name it and then they get annoyed, (laughs) right? I think the way you name it, not Uh you, but the way that we name our hurt obviously has an impact. Yes. Right. So like, why did you do that is one way of naming it. Mm -hmm. another way of naming it is like, when I noticed this nonviolent communication style, styley. You know, mm-hmm. when I know when when you grab my phone and turn the music down without asking me, I feel
1: mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm.
0: which is going to have a much more of a different impact than something like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. One is going to trigger potential defensiveness and the other one's going to trigger potentially understanding,
1: collaboration, like the thing <sighs> that you want to try to get to ah, <sighs> no." I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, let me start with yes, I agree. Yes, I should <laughs> frame it differently. <laughs> and I agree and we'll work on that. And I think cuz I've tried very in, over the over the many many years of my adult relationships, mm. I've tried many ways of naming it and I think it's, you know, folks that I'm connected to, like we I get it, mm. I find kind of patterns of people to be with mm. often no matter how I name it respond from a place of of again of feeling defensive. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I say in that moment, again, so for all right, (laughs) now we're going to get into all of it. So at first I say, if you didn't do it at all, we wouldn't be having an argument. The second place in which I think that they could end it quicker (laughs) is Mm -hmm. once I say, hey, I didn't like that. If they just were like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's okay." So I, I say, yes, if you can just like apologize real quick, if you're like, oh, that wasn't my intention. I'm sorry about that. And then I say, oh, OK, then let's keep going. Let's everything is fine. Mm-hmm. That's at least mm-hmm. what I think is going to happen in my head. I don't know if that's really going to happen, but in my head, that's what it looks like. Then when they're like, well, I didn't mean that for this. I meant that. I'm like, no, I don't want to hear any of those things. I just want to hear your feelings are valid. I'm, I apologize for triggering you. Let's keep going with her day.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Sure, I think that would be ideal, right? That would be amazing if we were just like had people around us that were constantly validating our feelings and and like not just like being like putting their own feelings to one side and be like, oh, let me just validate your feelings. Let you validate their feelings, right? I I yes. think yes, right? Wouldn't it be amazing? <laughs> I have those relationships. Thank you. I love all of them. I love them all. <laughs> it just doesn't work out that way. And I think let me cut to the to the end of this conversation. Let's just drop it here. And then we'll like go keep going back to this, right? Okay. If you want a different outcome, I would say it's futile to expect the other person to do something differently, mm-hmm. because you just don't have any control over that, right? You just don't. None of us do. None of us has any control over the other person. We can make requests. Mm. We can explain. We can do all the things. We can put reminders. You know even if they were working on all these things themselves, right? If they were mm-hmm. like, I'm going to learn all my triggers. I'm going to find strategies, you know, to, to regulate myself. When I'm triggered, I'm going to be conscious about validating my partners. Like, even if they were doing all that work, you just cannot guarantee that they're going to, not that you can, like, you can't rely. If you want change, you can't rely on the other person to change yes. for the change that you want. You kind of have to be the change that you want to see, you know?
1: Yes. Yes. And yes. (laughs) Yes. And all right. So let me tell you where my. So of course I agree with you. That makes complete sense. Yes, that is true and right and valid. Period. Next paragraph. Thank you for validating my feelings. All of our (laughs) relationships should be like
0: this. (laughs) I'm glad I have you in my life that validates. See exactly.
1: So the reason why I think I don't do that or why I'm, I feel resistant to it, like in my body, I'm like, mm, is that I feel like I do a lot of work, a lot of emotional work, a lot of you know work in the, uh, what's the word? A lot of work in making sure that our, our household, our relationship, our emotions mm-hmm. are all taken care of. We did an episode about relationship math uh, mm-hmm. at some point, And I talked about how it, it, for a long time, I felt like I was doing 70%, the other person was doing 30 and then mm-hmm. I realized what they were contributing was different than what I was contributing. So it mm-hmm. was actually shared because they were giving things that I couldn't. So mm-hmm. I named that to say, I know this in my wise mind. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, I feel like I have done the right thing so many times that I, mm-hmm. but that my, if, if we we're going to go back to the episode of, of the elephant and the rider that we just did, my mm-hmm. rider is tired. So the person who like is in charge of restraint feels tired mm-hmm. from all of this restraint that I have shown to show up as gracious and kind and loving and all the things in a the relationship Then in that mm-hmm. moment, I'm like, no more for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. No more grace. Mm-hmm. I'm too tired for grace. Now we just deal with my feelings. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happens.
0: So I, I think if you're tired from, like if you're in a point, if you're tired in a way that you're describing, it makes me wonder if you're actually Processing, regulating, moving through your feelings, or if you are squishing, suppressing, taming, directing your feelings in a way that that is not actually processing, but they're kind of like hanging in there, and then eventually they cause the the fatigue that you're talking about, which will then eventually like gets you to not explode—that's a big word—but to, to get mm-hmm. into these these tiffs, right? So I would mm-hmm. actually go back and see all the work that you're doing to be gracious and all those kind of things, like. How are you doing that work? Because when I hear when I hear you say that, I hear a very very vague tone of resentment that's underneath it. Like I'm doing all this work for this relationship, versus I'm doing all this work for myself because I want to be da 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 da. Because when you do it, when you not you, but when anybody does the work for some other reason it's just Mm -hmm. not sustainable right over at some point you're going to want payback you're going to want reciprocation Mm -hmm. or reciprocity you're Mm going to want reciprocity so i think Mm -hmm. what you might be experiencing is you're doing work that is not necessarily like working with the emotions and regulating yourself and, and developing skills and tools and mental muscles and emotional muscles to like work through all that stuff but you're kind of forcing you're forcing shaping suppressing like pushing to one side you kind of like woman handling like Mm -hmm. the feelings Mm -hmm. and then one day you're too tired to do that right because the efforts that's required to do that versus developing muscles and you know mental and emotional muscles to work through the feelings that isn't gonna require brute force does
1: that make sense Mm -hmm. yes and i think as i said it out loud i realized that i think that's just a story in my head i don't actually think Mm. that i think that I do so we this is now going to conflate it even more it's going to it's it's like delicious material for your coaching mind I think mm-hmm. that's true in my relationship with my daughter so I think as a parent there are many mm-hmm. times where I have to change my tone show up you know make something more fun and exciting for her to be engaged in it and when I feel like she hasn't she can't do some of the the minimal things that she's asked after I create mm-hmm. this like home and this environment and this experience mm-hmm. that then that changes me I feel really frustrated I don't actually now, as I'm saying it out loud, think that's true in my relationship. I think instead what it is, it feels like I have earned the right to be respected or I've earned the right to be heard. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why that's not showing up in this moment.
0: Right. I think that's a really good point. It's like, what? First of all, are you disrespected? Is is this right. true? Right, that's a. It's like a CBT question. Like, is this true? Right. Are you really dis- disrespected in that moment? Is the what's said and what's being done truly disrespectful? Like, okay, actually, that's not a question. Not n- not necessarily disrespectful, but is it really done with the intention of disrespecting? you?
1: No, I don't think so, because. Two days later, I was at a gymnastics event with my daughter and my ex-husband. And at some point, he was trying to listen to a video that I sent him and couldn't. And so I was like, no, you have to put the volume up. And so I I put the volume up on his phone. Mm. And then immediately, oh, I'm sorry for touching your phone and realized that I had just done the same thing. Yeah.
0: See, I would say, I feel like there is a trigger there, right? Something happens and it's not. In your wise mind, I think when you reflect on it in your wise mind, that's why you even said this argument was so silly, right? In your wise mind, Mm -hmm. you're sort of recognizing that it's silly. And I'm just using your words. Mm -hmm. Your feelings and reactions are valid, of course. (laughs) I think you're labeling it as silly because in your wise mind, you're like, that's not disrespectful. That's just like somebody doing Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. And I think there is a part of you that feels disrespected, right? Yes. Which is the part that we want to validate because that part is real.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, that part does exist inside of you And that part does get activated And that part is feels disres- disrespected
1: Yes, yes And I think, of course, in my analysis and my flowchart This is part of my reasoning I think mm-hmm. this all goes back to how we grew up I think in my particular mm-hmm. household There was a lot of tension mm-hmm. And there were things that were said and done That felt, that did not feel kind And I felt, and I'm the oldest of three so mm-hmm. I absorbed a lot of it in order to protect them mm-hmm. and went toe to toe with my parents, my father specifically mm-hmm. on, on things. And so I am constantly scanning for something to be wrong. That's something that I've worked mm-hmm. a lot about in therapy. It makes me incredibly good at what I do. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. So professionally, I excel because I can scan mm-hmm. and figure out what the problem is and, and find a solution. Personally, mm-hmm. though, I have to I continue to struggle with turning that off. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm sens- more sensitive to it. Somebody's going to say or do something that is mean because that is what I experienced. Mm-hmm. And then you know I think in, in my partner's home growing up there was just a lot of blaming of things. And so I'm sure mm-hmm. that her sensitivity is around that is is about mm-hmm. being blamed for something that's not her intention. And so
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, we're just like we're hitting each other exactly in the point where mm-hmm. it hurts, which is why I think of course mm-hmm. we continue to. Do it over and over again.
0: Sure I think the part of you that feels disrespected triggers the part of her right. that feels blame And I think exactly. one of the best things that you can do is to start to separate away from that part and recognize that part and not not to over identify with it right to, to mm. sort of allow yourself the space to say, oh, there's a part of me that feels disrespected. It Mm. even bring it up in in language. So if you want to name it, and I think naming is really, really powerful. We know that. There's a difference between saying, even if you're naming in the most neutral way with your best nonviolent communication syntax. and like When I see you grab my phone and change the volume, I feel disrespected. There's still room in there for the other person to feel defensive right because you're mm-hmm. because there's love and the connection between you two right i think there is an opportunity also there to say ooh look at that when you grab my phone there was a part of me that really felt disrespected mm-hmm. right and once you do that there is potentially an opportunity to collaborate on understanding that part of yourself which i think is the part that wants also to be seen Right. Mm-hmm. I think if you mm-hmm. over identify with it, it's very difficult to turn towards that part mm-hmm. and try to sort of, sort of work with it in any way. Right. Cause now mm-hmm. you have essentially three elements in the conversation. There's you and your wise mind who just noticed that part of you got, got into this disrespected space.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause
0: in, in that wise mind, if you can stay with that wise mind, what you also have mm-hmm. access to is that you're not disrespected. Like your partner, Alexis, doesn't mm-hmm. dis- disrespect you. Like that's just not the dynamics of your relationship. Correct.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, correct.
0: Yes. So if you can kind of acknowledge the part and you want to acknowledge the part, you also don't want to dismiss it and be like, oh no, that wasn't, this, that wasn't disrespectful, right? That's not, mm-hmm. the, it's not good advice either. Is to actually, with your wise mind, notice and name the part of you that feels disrespected. And mm-hmm. then when you present it that way, there is an opportunity for the two of you to turn towards the part that feels disrespected and, and see if you can soothe. Right, and mm. you can, you know. I think we even, you know, when it was we were texting back and forth, I even said that to you. It's like, can you set it up so that you say something along the lines of, "Hey, wow, when that just happened, I noticed that there's a part of me that just felt really disrespected. Can you help me soothe that part? Mm. Which is a, which is an invitation that's very different mm. than what's what's showing up right now. Right, you're still mm-hmm. gonna get to be seen. You're still gonna get the the thing to. To resolve itself, right? You're not mm-hmm. gonna dismiss it. You're not but the imitation is different. The invitation mm-hmm. is a collaboration to deal with a part of you that's being triggered from an adult to adult, right? Mm-hmm. So chances are there is a chance there that you might not trigger the other person's part mm-hmm. if you can position the conversation in that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. But it reminds me.
0: But it's like it doesn't satisfy me.
1: No, no, it does. I'm that's more I'm, I'm contemplating, I'm connecting dots because mm-hmm. it makes me think of the conversation that we had with Thomas Whitfield about relationship therapy for in, specifically mm-hmm. within relationship mm-hmm. and how it's easier to go to anger than it is vulnerability. That mm-hmm. anger is a more empowering emotion than is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as you're sharing that, that's what I'm thinking is that my my default has been to get upset, which mm-hmm. is actually much less vulnerable than mm-hmm. saying Ouch, some some part of me just mm. felt a little, a little, you know, hurt. And mm-hmm. can you help me soothe that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I can do that. So this is again, this I'm this is case in point around how my brain works. So immediately I think, I can do that. But then I think, but what if that doesn't work and there's still a bad reaction? Then I'm gonna have a bad reaction to their reaction, and then I'm gonna say, didn't work even though I know that's not true. So I'm just naming the story that's in my head. I know this not to be true, but this is immediately the thought pattern that happens for me.
0: Sure. And none of these things have any guarantees attached to them, right? So, you know, you might trigger, it might just repeat the pattern. But I think until you change something, you know this, like change Mm -hmm. is is where you live, right? It comes from incremental moves. And these are areas where you can like, try to do something different and see if it has a bigger impact yes yes so yes it might not work absolutely you're right Mm -hmm. and you're gonna have to change something right and the only thing that you can surely change Mm -hmm. is your moves right you can't change alexis's moves yes right you can make suggestions you can make requests you can plead you can do all that kind of stuff sure but mm-hmm. the only true thing that you can change is your moves in in this in this chess game of an argument.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. No, you're right. You're right. Yes. Okay. So, lesson number one that I'm writing down is in my head. Mm-hmm. When I feel triggered, mm-hmm. to be enough in my mo- my wise mind to say this is not reflective of how I'm treated in this relationship. This moment in this action is not reflected. So this may not be their intention. Mm-hmm. And so just name it say i a part of me felt x right now can we work together to soothe that part of me mhm okay
0: yes i would say one half a step half a step back from that is to okay. get into that habit of separating yourself from the part which actually is kind of hard and it takes mm. mental gymnastics it took me years to figure this out it's a part of it's like a bunch of modalities of of therapy that works with this right it's essentially, it's like parts work, IFS, it's inner child work, right? The part of you that is feeling disrespected because you rightly identified, goes back to the household that you grew up in, is as a young part of you that got stuck in that moment and is living in a loop, right? That's the way mm. you to think about it. It's not really mm. the ever evolving, growing, wise, learning, curious, adult, wise mind that you and I are talking right now. Mm-hmm. The part of you that gets that that feels that disrespect because it feels so familiar, right? You're like, oh, mm-hmm. this feels really familiar. I grew up with this. Mm-hmm. It's because it's that, that child part of you that is the way that I imagine it. That really helps me is that that part of you is stuck in a time capsule and, mm-hmm. and it is, has a short runtime. So it's mm-hmm. just looping. It's looping and it's looping and it's looping. And then it get when it gets triggered, it just like loops, right? Mm -hmm. And that is why, that's why it's the same argument, different context, right? Because that part of you that's in a capsule has no other context. It's just in a in a loop, in Mm -hmm. in an emotional loop. So -hmm. you put that emotional loop in an argument, you put that relation in an argument with your partner, you put that emotional loop in an argument with your daughter, you put that loop in an Mm -hmm. argument with the guy on the subway, right? It's not Mm going to change because that, that time capsule is just what it is because it's, it's in the past and it's, it's a younger part of you that experienced it and just got stuck there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in that way, to identify those parts. And for you, like the, the, the disrespected part is a significant part because you deal mm-hmm. with it often enough. Right. And I yes. think it's, the, it's kind of doing that work to say, OK, there is this part of me that was hurt back when for whatever reason. And you already have that story, which is great. And Mm -hmm. she becomes activated and it's, it's the, it's language is everything. We know this, right? To, to, Mm -hmm. to really work with your language, to really talk about her in the third person Mm -hmm. is super helpful, right? Mm. So rather than a part of me, she is feeling this, right? Mm. She is activated, she mm-hmm. saw the phone and she felt disrespected mm-hmm. she wants to be seen right now right which sounds kind of kooky but it really does help because it helps it creates that spaciousness and mm-hmm. that spaciousness allows access to your wise mind mm-hmm. so that you can you can actually kind of turn towards that part the younger part and and, and see what what she needs to soothe
1: mm-hmm. does that make sense Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that the imagery of the loop is really helpful because Mm -hmm. I think having that in my mind now will allow me in those moments to remember like, oop, I just pressed play on the loop.
0: Like, can I press pause
1: or stop right now because that loop is about to, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's incredibly helpful. Let me ask you now, uh, can we go through other parts of the pattern Because I want to, so assume that in the moment I forget about the loop and I don't do that. I don't say the thing. I don't ask for soothing. I just like Mm -hmm. say that made me mad. Mm -hmm. What ends up happening 99.9% of the time in, in my arguments with my partner is we end up actually arguing about the argument. Mm -hmm. To the point where at some point, you know, often there's like a forgetting of like, she forgets, she's like, wait, what what is the thing? And then Mm -hmm. my brain is like, well, let me tell you exactly. I'm going to tell you the script I said, Mm -hmm. then you said, then as if I'm, I have like Mm -hmm. an internal stenographer that's just like Mm -hmm. following me around and capturing everything. And so I then am having actually two arguments. I'm arguing Mm -hmm. about the thing that was started it. And I'm arguing Mm -hmm. about how we're arguing. And then Mm -hmm. that becomes confusing because then she's like, wait, what? What, what is the thing? And I'm like, both of the things. This one and then this one. Um, <laughs> know them all. And often the feedback that I have heard from her and from others, other partnerships, is that there's clearly a script in my mind that mm-hmm. they're supposed to be following. And when mm-hmm. they go off script, that I get annoyed. And mm-hmm. that is not untrue. Because mm-hmm. I think in my head, I think this easily could be solved with X. Like if mm-hmm. you just did X, this could all be over. Mm-hmm. And normally X is validating my feelings and apologizing in the tone, <laughs> a tone that feels uh-huh. genuine. And, and so when that does happen, even when there's an apology, but there's an a, like a apology that sounds like a, a begrudging apology, I'm like, mm-hmm. I do not accept this. <laughs> I, do not, <laughs> I do not accept that apology. Come mm-hmm. back again when it when your tone is different.
0: <laughs> Try again later. <laughs> exactly.
1: And so like mm-hmm. I'm aware of the fact that I like am, am removing their humanity as a person mm-hmm. and not a character in my internal play by mm-hmm. forcing them into this particular script and trying to control the situation so that resolution only looks like that mm-hmm. so i know that mm-hmm. but i keep doing that
0: yeah i mean it makes sense right it's still a part of the loop Mm-hmm. That would be my guess. Like the reason mm-hmm. why you're so attached to a script is because you're—it's that part of you that's looping, and that that loop has a script, right? Yeah. She feels defensive, and then she feels um disrespected, and she has a particular need for that to go away, and that feels something that's very particular because mm-hmm. she's stuck and she doesn't know any better, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, in an ideal world, what you would do is before you even get to the next, like just to recognize. I see shift in people when they're able to just separate that first step at any point Mm -hmm. when they're able to separate from that part, Mm -hmm. even for a second and be able to use like a third person pronoun for, for, for that part, Mm -hmm. there's a shift immediately Mm -hmm. first and foremost. It's kind of like weird sorcery magic thing that happens. Like as soon as you're able to go, she or he, or whatever your preferred pronouns are for that part there is space and then paradigm shifts. Like there's a a different point of view immediately. Mm. You know that that hasn't happened for you because you you remain in this, when when what you're saying is that you're still stuck in the script, right? So you haven't Mm -hmm. quite separated yourself from that part. Because the Mm -hmm. minute that you are able to separate that yourself from that part, your wise mind from that part, now you have multiple options, or you can find multiple options of how to soothe that part, rather than be hijacked by that part, and only Mm -hmm. have the one particular thing that she wants Mm -hmm. that will only resolve the situation. Mm -hmm. Right? So what does that look like? What does that look like? What do you you mean what does that look like?
1: So, for example, you said that in the moment when something happens to me, that's something that I can do is say, there's a part of me that felt disrespected. She's feeling triggered on guard right now. Mm. Can you help me soothe that part? Mm -hmm. Is there, ironically, is there a script? Is there something Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. I could do as an alternative to having kind of trying to guide the conversation in a very particular way? I mean, so then we can have this conversation it goes like this.
0: I think she needs Mm -hmm. whatever she needs, right? So, Mm -hmm. oh, look, there's a part of me that is feeling disrespect to me. And the idea is not to trick this, right? This this is an authentic experience and like, Mm -hmm. it's not to feed this. I'm not feeding you or anybody else a script. Right, because I was like saying, we're manipulating
1: me could very easily be like exactly my little girl is feeling like she needs an authentic apology right now. She needs some soothing <laughs> right. so I think exactly. To I saw that
0: one coming a mile away. <laughs> Jacqueline missed that. <laughs> so this is not to be hacked, people. This is not this needs to be a genuine experience. You need to feel this in your bones. Like that's yes. how it will work. You can go through the rhetoric and it will sound great, and you'll get gold star. But yeah. you need to feel this experience in your bones, in the fiber of your being for it to actually take any kind of effect, right? Because we're yes. trying to do many things. We're trying to rewrite some code. We're trying to work with our nervous system. We're trying to you know, find a solution. We're going to interrupt the pattern. Like We're trying to do so many things. And if mm-hmm. you just go with the surface script, it's not going to do any of that thing,
1: right? yeah, So yeah, you
0: really yeah. need to find it in your bones, yeah. feel it in your gut. It really has to be integrated. So when yeah. you say... And there's a part of me that feels disrespected. You really need to feel that part separate from you.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: And fake it till you make it is okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I think you, the important thing is that it, this really starts to take effect when you do actually separate. It doesn't have to be like, it's a very slight experience with a big impact. If mm-hmm.
1: that makes sense. Yes. No, that totally makes sense. And I, I think as we're talking, because the second pattern also is reflective of the first, which is they are doing something that I am translating to be a wrong towards me, Mm -hmm. that they are intentionally either evading or disrespecting or ignoring or any of those things. And I think two things I need to keep in mind. Number one, again, that is not reflective of how I'm treated in my relationship. So that Mm -hmm. one moment can't now redefine and be like, well, clearly she thinks Mm -hmm. because that's she doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. The second is actually a lot of the the learning and work I've done around understanding ADHD because my ex husband, my partner, my daughter, uh, you, all the important mm-hmm. people in my life, <laughs> so many important people in my life have ADHD. I'm on the way other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So for example, within arguments, I find that in those three relationships that I named when the midst of an argument, the other person seems to be shut down more, maybe more confused, not able to track the conversation mm-hmm. in the same way, right? Need something different. I become like a litigator. Like again, my stenographer mm-hmm. comes out and I'm like this, then mm-hmm. this. like I become the clearest mm-hmm. in the midst of conflict. And I get frustrated when someone else's brain isn't moving as quickly as mine mm-hmm. in those moments because I'm like, we can get to resolution really quick if we just go through this thing. It's like, Doo, do, 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 mm-hmm. do, and it could be over. I've learned and I'm learning to try to recognize their brains work different, right? We need to slow down. Mm-hmm. We need to have some space. Because mm-hmm. often, is the experience, almost every single time, as was true with my father, there would be a blow up, there would be something, there would be frustration. People would cool down and the other person would come back and say, hey, I'm in a different place now. I recognize Mm -hmm. what happened. Here's my part. Here's your part. Like that conversation always happens. Mm -hmm. It just happens later than I want it to. And I become Mm -hmm. impatient. What would it take for you to be more patient? I mean, I think it's just knowing it, knowing that that's true. So, you know, I'll give you another example in in understanding more about ADHD and my work with my daughter. I understand that emotional regulation is something that's challenging for her. So when she Mm -hmm. pivots very quickly from being, you know, in a calm state to being really angry Mm -hmm. for a while, that I mean, it still is hard. But now I'm like, oh, I know what's happening right now. Okay, Mm -hmm. so like you need some space. I'm going to like, you know. Sneak a granola bar into your room so you can get something to eat. Like I like I have a mm-hmm. sense of what needs to happen because as we talked about in the writer and elephant episode, her elephant is in control. And so there's nothing to do now until the elephant mm-hmm. calms down and the rider can climb back on. So often mm-hmm. I'm trying to have a conversation with someone in their rational mind and they're not there. But frankly, what is also true is I am not in my rational mind. It looks like I am.
0: I was just gonna say, are you? Yeah. I no, was just gonna it say looks it looks like sound- I am. Yeah. No, Mm-mm. right.
1: Right, so neither so it's like elephants talking to elephants, yes, but my elephant so. my elephant knows how to mimic a rider. like my elephant knows how to talk and look like a rider. so mm. I convince myself that I am in my my wise right. mind and then the yes. next part of the pattern is is we do like take space from each other and I use that space to analyze to figure out what happened to figure out the solution so that mm-hmm. I can come back and be like I figured it out this is mm-hmm. what we need to do next time I'll do this and you do this and it feels mm-hmm. like my writer is creating a plan for us to follow
0: mm-hmm. exactly yeah. I think what sounds rational is actually a fight response that judgmental litigious part of you is a part of you it's not. Yeah. It's not a rational, integrated, wise mind. Adult self really? it doesn't sound like it to me. Just from from where I'm standing, yes. it might feel like that to you in the moment. I think you're hijacked mm-hmm. because our adult minds have broader resources, especially people like you and me who like do this as a a life's passion right we want to understand human psychology we want to be compassionate good human beings and all the things Mm -hmm. all the work that we do Mm -hmm. that does not align with what you're saying to me right Mm. so in that moment it doesn't sound like you're in your adult mind it sounds like you're triggered in that moment Mm -hmm. you're in a kind of fight response and that part of you Mm -hmm. that shows up in that fight response is hyper vigilant and litigious Mm. and judgmental and Mm -hmm. you know all those things that sounds like a fight response to me that just sounds like it do you know what it sounds like it sounds like when kids are trying to be (laughs) grown-ups yeah you know what I mean? Like they can pretend. or you see those like TikToks or, or mm-hmm. Instagram reels of parents, like with these like mm-hmm. really smart ass kids that yeah. are like saying very adult things, but you <laughs> yes. just know they don't understand what they're saying. They're just like <laughs> mimicking a parent, like a parental yeah. grownupness. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me when, when I hear you describe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just another part that you need to get to know. Right. So that part of you that becomes litigious, Mm -hmm. you know, she has different objectives and she has different needs. Yeah. And you need to get to know that part of you and also like make that space available. Yeah.
1: As well. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I think I have found that after an argument or negative situation, I, I revisit it over and over, right? So I like analyze it. I break it down. I f- try to figure it out. I try to figure that it out. That part of you does. Say she does. Sorry, she, okay. So that she wants to go over it over and over and over again to understand it, to make sense of it because I she wants things to make sense and wants to find mm-hmm. a solution. And so mm-hmm. she goes over and every single time I have a new drawing, a new flow chart, a new, like, you know, whiteboard illustration, and something that is like, oh, this is the new revelation I've had. This will change everything. Mm-hmm. And so I do that. And I realize that that's what happens naturally. The only thing that I have found that quiets that noise is music. If I put music mm-hmm. on and like and dance and just like physically try to move my body, that's why I call it, <laughs> I say angry dancing. Mm-hmm. It's a thing in my house sometimes my partner is like you need to go angry dance but -hmm. that is the only thing that actually quiets that because if Mm -hmm. not even when i go for a walk or if i do something else that part of my brain wants to continue to Mm -hmm. cycle it through over and over and over again sure
0: that actually further assures me that it's a part of you right because Mm -hmm. That part of you quietens down when you get in your body, which is where our adult selves are, right? In an ideal world, our adult selves, our wise minds, our higher selves, whatever modality that you're talking about, they're all talking about the same thing, is mm-hmm. the, the mind that is present and in our body. Like, that's why mm-hmm. the mind-body connection is so important. So the fact that you are like, the only relief I get is when I get into my body. I'm like, oh, of course, because now you're mm-hmm. back in your adult self and the world doesn't seem like it's going to, you know, it's ending. Whereas mm-hmm. the part of you that is litigious thinks the world is ending. And she's just like, mm-hmm. you know, she's like fighting mm-hmm. for her life, for her self-expression, mm-hmm. for her, you know, survival, all the things. Mm-hmm. And when you eventually get back mm-hmm. into your body for whatever, you know, in your case, dancing and like, it's totally my, my way too. could be breathing. You know, I just, can't, mm-hmm. I just can't emphasize how breathing is just the way to do it. And it's because it's too easy Now people think it's not going to work. First mm-hmm. of all, it's not easy. It's simple, mm-hmm. but not easy. Take, to take true. 10 deep breaths is not easy. It's simple yeah. and people confuse with simple and easy. But mm-hmm. to actually sit your ass down and take 10 breaths, like properly mm-hmm. 10 breaths, is actually pretty difficult. Yeah. When you do it, though, it's magical. You're like, yeah. what sorcery is this? Yeah. It works. If you can do that, great. If you can do angry dance in your kitchen and that's available to you, great. Anything mm-hmm. that brings you back into your body, to the present moment, into your body, into your wise mind is going to be where the solutions are, right? Yeah. The the litigation, the flowcharts aren't
1: where the, the solutions are. And I know that because I got one of your flowcharts. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Which, by the way, not only broke down what happened, but broke down three different other options. They had exactly. three other flowcharts of what it could look like if we did it differently.
0: Exactly. And what do those three different options have in
1: common? They all started with the other person doing something.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And there lies the problem. Right? And because that, that also shows me this comes from yeah a triggered place that comes from a part of you that is not your adult wise mind yeah. who understands yeah. change inside out right yeah yeah, right yeah. And, and i think that plus there is one other thing i think that is different from this so that i think is is let's just park that that is a bit of insight and the other thing is you're a change strategist which means that you go into on in the way that you work as a train change strategist you go into corporations your organizations Even individuals' lives, and you help them make what I call radical changes. Right? What Mm -hmm. you know, I I like calling it radical pivots. um, Mm -hmm. When I talk about your work, because I like talking about your work, Mm -hmm. and what that requires is a lot of change all at the same time to be managed. And in order to change, in order to manage that kind of change, you need a constant, and you happen to be the constant as the consultant that's coming to do the change. So I think I also think that in your mind when Changes it about, which mm-hmm. is the work that you do all day, every day, you are the constant in that change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The big difference is that those corporations or people or organizations are trying to get through their change. Right. Right. In this case, you are trying to change your situation. So you can't right. put yourself as the constant in that. Mm. You, need to put, you need to be the one that's changing, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine when you're working with an organization, you're, you know, you're advising people, you're, they're all changing, they're all making adjustments, like slowly, yeah. slowly but surely, right? Mm-hmm. You're the constant, which is where you want to be, because they're yeah. the ones that's changing. Their situation is changing. That in this sense. case,
1: you're trying to change your situation. You can't be the constant. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because, right, in every, in, in my work, I'm always looking for what is the thing that's happening outside of me, certainly, that mm-hmm. can be adjusted. And I'm taking that lens here. I think that's true. Right. I think and you're true. a consultant, which means you get dropped in and you get dropped out, right? Exactly. You're not really
0: in, the, you're not in the fiber of the thing. Right. Whereas, And you're trying to apply... That knowledge, that practice that you're mm-hmm. very good at into your situation, but you need to just like shift your perspective slightly because yes. you're not trying to change something that's not a part of you as you do in mm-hmm. your career. You're trying yes. to change something that you're very much a part of, yes. which means yes, you yes. have to
1: change as well. Yes, that makes sense. I think the other thing that you said that stands out is you said that when I get into my body and I'm angry dancing, that's actually me getting back in touch with my adult self, which. Mm-hmm sticks with me because if i were to think about it on my own i would look at sitting down thinking about you know the what happened and what mm. what needs to happen next that feels grown up and like mm-hmm. angry dancing to like whatever music in the kitchen feels like childish and mm-hmm. when i hear you saying it's actually the reverse
0: yes yes mm-hmm. and that's what our society tells us mm-hmm. right we, mm-hmm. when you're sitting you quiet and you're sensible that's your adult self we need to move, right? Yeah. I know I have ADHD and I'm slightly on a different skewer. at this, but, but I see this from people who are, you, you don't have ADHD, that mm-hmm. stillness, like long periods of stillness mm-hmm. is not how our bodies are designed. I mm-hmm. think a long period of stillness eventually makes our m- minds wander. For people who have ADHD mm-hmm. quicker, way quicker mm-hmm. than your neurotypical folks, but I think that stillness means that we get in our heads and we get in our heads and we get in our heads and, we our heads and eventually we dis- we feel disembodied. Mm-hmm. Now we are in a thinking world that is constantly thinking about the past and the future and the variables and three different options, right? And that feels like adult work because that's what we do in our careers and our works, all that kind of stuff. But it comes from a disembodied place, right? To be really present and checked into how you're feeling, that's okay at uh, uh, work to do that way, right? But to, if you're mm-hmm. do, dealing with stuff yeah. about yourself, yeah, you do need to get back into your yourself because that's yeah. where the answers are for you in your yeah. relationships,
1: yeah, that you're in. That makes sense because what you're talking about being disembodied—that is often—that is true for me when I'm working either training or you know, facilitating meeting conversation, it feels like some other part of me takes over and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm incredibly present in that room, in that space, mm-hmm. in that dialogue. And my brain is working really fast, making connections, summarizing, mm-hmm. processing. And mm-hmm. then I like at the end of the meeting almost come back to myself. Mm-hmm. And so you have, I recognize then that I have a pattern of, of, of doing that. Mm-hmm. I sure. have another question. We start in the beginning, right now. I need to start with me. <sighs> no. uh, okay. I will say, I will notice that something has happened for me, and name it, and say, "There's a part of me that's feeling X." Is th- is there anything that we can do to soothe her? Then, as the conversation is going, and I want to continue to be in it and process it, both in the conversation and afterwards, recognize that that's still a part of the loop, and I need to disrupt that by getting into my body. So I got that. Mm-hmm. The last piece is at the end. So let's say the end of the the argument, everyone goes to their separate ways, everyone has said all the things. Both have a desire to reconnect, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that actually what frustrates us the most within conflict is we want it to be over to get back to like being close. Mm-hmm. And and so when when we're in our separate corners or someone's taking a walk or whatever, what is the fastest way to get back to connection? Often I'm the barrier to that because I can hold like that energy, that, that frustrated mm-hmm. energy for a long time. So I'm trying to let that go. But I'm trying to think of a hack for that. When, when with my daughter, whenever she would have a big reaction and her elephant would take over and then she would calm mm-hmm. down and her rider would like climb back on and she would come back out, there was a mix between shame, and embarrassment, feeling apologetic. And that's a Mm -hmm. big, that's a lot of big feelings for a little kid Mm -hmm. to come back out and be like, Hey, I noticed what I did. I'm sorry about that. Right? Like, so we created a, uh, we had a whole language of fruit at some point. And so Mm -hmm. she would say the word lime. And if Mm -hmm. she said lime, it meant all that. So she would at Mm -hmm. some point like sheepishly come out of her room after this big tantrum of an explosion and just say, lime? And then we would hug and then it was Mm. over because she was Mm -hmm. saying, Hey, I recognize I was taken over there. Sorry about the things I said and and did. I didn't really mean any of that. Like that's Mm -hmm. all of that. I need like a, maybe that's what it is. I need like a Lyme equivalent for my adult Mm -hmm. relationships where like we can just call truce and be like, Oh man, our kids just got into a fight with each other. Mm -hmm. Can our adult selves reconnect?
0: So a couple of things. I think, I think that's a, a genius bit of parenting with your daughter and I think it's important to make a distinction between your relationship with your daughter and your relationship, your adult relationships, right? Mm-hmm, yes. There's a difference in responsibility. There's a difference in, there's a power dynamic in place, right? There's a whole bunch of different things going on. So at some point, you as the mother is going to have to take the high road. You as the mother is going to have to like go of the, field, mm-hmm. like, you know, all those mm-hmm. things and over that, right? That's just, that's, that's just fair. a different structure relationship. Yes, so, that's fair. And, I, and it's okay It's not okay. It's brilliant, in fact, to have a strategy like that in place. You say, Lime, you get it. She gets it. It allows her to move through the feelings, to reconnect and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That is great parenting. We Mm -hmm. don't want to parent our partners. Mm -hmm. We do not want to parent our partners. Mm -hmm. We want to deal with these things as adults, Mm -hmm. right? So ideally, what I would recommend you do is at every stage, if you notice, I'm going to recommend the same thing, which is, to regulate yourself, right? Which is mm-hmm. what, what we're talking about. Like the, the part language will allow you to hopefully regulate yourself. Okay. You missed mm-hmm. that. You like, th- that didn't happen in that place. You moved on to the next stage. You're still, you know, triggered. That part is hijacked. Okay. Can we regulate you to get you back into your adult self? Then you moved, you dance, great. You did, you know, or, or it failed next phase. Like the argument mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. People are hurt and exhausted, mm-hmm. uh, Right in that place the the part of you this is the same part of you that's holding on to the argument mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so can you regulate yourself at that end right mm-hmm. so along the way at what point can we catch ourselves and regulate right mm-hmm. so Lyme is great for kids I think mm-hmm. for an adult relationship I think to to go back to your adult self can you move can you breathe can you mm-hmm. find the adult self then looks at the argument and and notices what happens right becomes mm-hmm. aware of what happened whoa we just got triggered like my Mm -hmm. kid got in a fight with your kid Mm -hmm. right and then get to a place when once you do get to that place and you put things in perspective now you're an adult in your adult mind and you understand Mm -hmm. the part of you that was upset was upset and did all the things you will find yourself in a place that is more willing to reconnect if you're still holding off Mm -hmm. right that means you still haven't regulated (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. I think, yeah, all of that, I think is true. I think what I'm, what I'm also thinking about is when, when I do have that desire to reconnect, like what's the entry point? I think that's similar to like my daughter coming out of the room sheepishly and being like, oops, Mm -hmm. like, I think there's a feeling of that of like, Mm -hmm. oh, so that was a lot. Mm -hmm. can we go watch a movie now like you know and that happens in its own organic way at some point there'll be silence and then someone will say you know are you thirsty or like something will happen to like Mm -hmm. indicate and to the other person like all right we can move on now Mm -hmm. but i don't know if you have other thoughts or recommendations
0: i think when you regulate it you just have an adult conversation hey Mm -hmm. that was a lot or hey that was an Mm -hmm. argument right Mm -hmm. i mean you can you can lime it which is <laughs> Which is now a verb yes, <laughs> I love right. it You can lime it you can definitely mime it we, we I work with clients and we we give names to certain feelings, right? The one key is is this like mixture of. You know, insecurity and jealousy. Like there's like all the you know, people come up with their name names mm-hmm. for their um, certain feelings that are reoccurring, and it works mm-hmm. as a shorthand that allows people to reconnect. And I think it definitely it definitely works. You can you can do that. It's it's great communication. I do feel like there is value in just finding adult words and saying I mm-hmm. feel this, I felt I feel that because that's just mm-hmm. good for our nervous system to name things, and then mm-hmm. also teaching our nervous system that like conflict is okay as long as there's resolution, right? Because conflict mm-hmm. is a part of life. It's a part of any relationship. Conflict becomes scary when we don't, our nervous system doesn't recognize that there's going to be a resolution, right? That's mm-hmm. when be, com- people who are conflict avoidant or struggle with conflict mm. are, are afraid of conflict because they, in their minds, they can't see through the conflict to a potential resolution, mm. right? So that's, they get stuck in the conflict and they're scary. Of course, conflict is scary, Mm-hmm. If we get to a place of like, we just had an argument and then we actually talked through it and resolved ourselves. We had an argument and resolved, we got an argument and resolved, mm-hmm. right? A conflict resolution, conflict resolution and and, and doing it in a meaningful way where we feel it in our bones will over time retrain our nervous system mm-hmm. to recognize there's a resolution to go with every conflict.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm in this case, when it's a pattern, is there resolution in between or is it, oh, we did that thing again, like, we're going to let's try again next time. Like, is it, yeah. is that because it to we to go over whether or not she should have picked up the phone or not, like that, I don't know if there's, because most of the arguments start that little, like you didn't mm. dry the dishes and now, now, now we're mm. like not going to talk for the whole day. Like that's, it starts so silly. So I don't mm. know about that or if it's the resolution comes in just the acknowledgement of, oh we got caught up in our pattern again. Damn. All right. We know what to do. We're going to try again next time. Is that, yeah. I don't know. So I think that's like, that's, that's great. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. The ninja level uh-huh. is that you recognize it and you take responsibility for your parts. Yes. Yes. Right? I
1: agree. Yes. Correct. Right. That's, that's
0: the, like the ninja level where you go, right. oh God, we did that pattern again. And while I, was really litigious and pushy
1: yeah
0: and i i shouldn't have done that i'm sorry about that right yeah that is like the ninja level because then you're taking responsibility for your part as well and your role modeling yes you know for me humility is a value that i i try to work with for me Mm -hmm. like i in those situations i that's where i go i go to okay like but what is the Mm. if I want to embody humility in this moment, what do I say? Mm. What do I do? Which uh, is to recognize my humanity in yeah. the moment of where I fucked up and say, yeah. these are, you know, I'm sorry. I did those parts yeah. and, and do that. If you're doing it through humility, you're also not doing it as like, now you're a go. I know. <laughs> right? Well, that's always going to say. <laughs> now you have know, a your turn. You're right. You're right.
1: You're totally right. And I think that that's the word I need to hold on to because I think what it ends up looking like is the latter, which is more like being a martyr, like, mm. all right, right, I'll be the one to do to break right. it. And then I do it and there's a secret expectation of reciprocity. So right. I've done my part and now it's your turn. Right. <laughs> and, exactly. And I need to go into it with humility and just saying my part, whether or not the other person has anything to say or will, yes, yeah, be- whether or not they say anything. Yeah.
0: Right. You have to be anchored in the fact that you're doing it for yourself because mm-hmm. you in that moment are trying to train your nervous system that there's conflict of resolution and you can get to the other side, get through the shame and the guilt and the, you know, all the things that are making you and the anger and the frustration and get through that and by realizing the humanity of yourself and mm-hmm. taking you know, taking responsibility for the parts that you feel you're responsible for, and you do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. you can get anchored in that, it doesn't really matter if it's reciprocated or not. Because you've right. done the, you've done the, like duty done, you know, mm-hmm. like job done. You did mm-hmm. the thing for yourself. Mm-hmm. Amazing if your partner also recognizes that and finds that within themselves and, mm-hmm. and, you know, great. That's bonus points. That is not the aim of the game. That is like, yeah. Icing on the cake. Yeah. Right. You need to eat your vegetables first. I just yes, mix yes, metaphors, yes. but
1: you know. <laughs> yes, but you, and I think that's true because particularly if I'm the one who's instigating it, Not intentionally, right? But essentially if I like push them on the floor and then they like get up and swing at me, right? This is, I'm Mm. pretending this is kids now in like a schoolyard, right? So my kid pushes her kid and then like she gets up and Mm. swings. Well, when I come back and like, I'm sorry that I pushed you, I shouldn't necessarily be waiting for her to say, well, then I'm sorry that when I got pushed, I swung at you because she only swung at me because I pushed her. And so in the cases where it is my interpretation of a behavior as disrespect and I'm responding negatively in that way, I'm responding mm-hmm. with blame, then mm-hmm. I think I need to remember that they may not need to give me an apology because I'm actually the one that started it.
0: Yes, and I think it th- it's not really about an apology. It'd be amazing recognition, amazing. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Reflection. Right? And- it, no, you're right. Yes, it, exactly. So I think it's, right. it's 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 really important. And and I think sometimes if the ego gets in the way, I also find this this parts what they call the parts approach to say she is is triggered mm-hmm. is actually is also a way to sort of bypass and sidestep the ego mm. um because the ego ego wants to be right that's what the ego mm-hmm. does you know mm-hmm. so it's also a way to bypass the, the ego right so you can say mm-hmm. you can say things that feel very true which is wow okay there's a part you know the part of me that felt disrespected mm-hmm. really reacted and i you know was whatever you were doing, you know, I was like religious right. and I was pushy and I didn't listen. and I was very stuck, you know, my own way. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning to master that part, whatever your truth is. I'm not giving you a script, but yes. I think just like finding the truth, like regulating yourself and then finding the truth statement that mm-hmm. helps you resolve and, and, and like bring resolution to the conflict mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. going to feel good for you. It's going to feel great for the other person as well, but that's like incremental. You know what I mean? Yes. I think that's
1: right. I think that's right. I'm going to add on even to myself approach with humility and don't expect quick resolution. Cause I also think that that's something that like, once I have brought up the courage to take the first step and say, you know, Hey, that was hard. I'm sorry about my part. That if there's not an immediate, Oh, good. All right. Let's, let's go out to dinner mm-hmm. and let's be, you know, let's, everything's back to normal when there's still tension there. That mm-hmm. could be hard for me. Cause I'm like, no, but mm-hmm. I did the things I did the things It mm-hmm. should be over now. And I have to just let let there be space and let it breathe. Mm-hmm. And sure. And not not get yeah. re-triggered. Cause sometimes I get re-triggered mm-hmm. by that reaction based on how I grew sure. up, that because it was such a tense environment that I just tense up. So that with, part of you gets triggered. Sorry, that yes, part that of part you. of me. That part of me gets triggered based on what her experience was growing up. Nice. That she when there's tension she like locks herself up and prepares Mm. for whatever is going to come. And so then I think I have a tendency, I can get back into that state and get like re-triggered and Mm. the cycle starts Mm. over again. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, I'm saying it out loud for myself to not Mm -hmm. fall back into that pattern if I Mm. can help it.
0: Yes. And then there is a bit of a hack that I'm learning about right now that kind of works if it's like a crazy, so I'm doing a lot of somatic experiencing both, working myself and like learning about the, the modality there is a way to to regulate ourselves through physical touch if it feels safe mm-hmm. so there is an opportunity i would invite you and whoever is listening wants to try this um just to, to try it out so if you can get to a place where you're like whoa there's a part of me that feels really disrespected right now how can i soothe her or can you help me soothe her mm-hmm. or if there is an opportunity for physical touch with no words, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, it doesn't have to be affectionate touch, though, of mm-hmm. course it's nice when it's affectionate touch, but just even just an arm on a shoulder, a palm to palm, something that can just feel just that you feel it in your, on your body, mm-hmm. that can, that will anchor you into your body, like into your present, mm-hmm. presence, right? Mm-hmm. So you might actually, it might help you pull you out of that hijacked state. Mm, so if you can get as yeah. far as if you can just bring your awareness to the fact that you is a part of you that got triggered and is now activated mm-hmm. and is running you know running wild mm-hmm. if you can ask for touch that mm-hmm. doesn't have to be it, it just a touch that will bring you into your body essentially it's, it's the same as yeah. moving it's just another way of doing it and sometimes it might just be hard to start dancing yeah. in the middle of an argument but yeah. if you can palm to palm sometimes in an argument you don't want to be touched right you don't want to be yeah. like I, I'm one of those people I'm just like get off me but yeah. some sort of a reassurance touch just to get yeah. me into my body that mm-hmm. feels neutral, yeah, might also work. i mean it it does work, yeah. it just depends on how you're wired, right, yeah, some people have trauma, and being touched will just trigger them again, all that kind of stuff, yeah, so this is not any kind of prescription. it's an invitation to try. To see when Mm -hmm. you get that place, can you engage in some sort of physical contact? Skin to skin is best, if not over the clothes, Mm -hmm. to see if you'll, if it'll interrupt the pattern, right? So as a part of the strategy for soothing that part, can Mm -hmm. you apply physical touch?
1: Yeah, that actually is an interest. I think I would try that in the very beginning. So let's say in this particular case, she comes in, she picks up my phone, she like lowers the volume. Maybe in that moment, I realize like, oh, something just got triggered and I can say, mm-hmm. hey, can I have a hug? And then I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, unless she legitimately is annoyed about something, we'll be like, sure. And then she'll give me a hug and then she can be like, mm-hmm. everything okay? And then that's when I can say, There was a part of me that just felt like got triggered, felt disrespected. But, you know, so I wanted to make sure that we could soothe her. And like, because I know that that's not what your intention was. And Right. So maybe that's a way that I could. Yeah, I can do that. I can do
0: that. Because I think that will, I think because the part of you that is triggered, that is feeling dismissed, like I said, she's in a loop. Mm -hmm. She's not here. She's not. And she also doesn't have a sense of time. Yeah space and context she's just in she's just in her own loop so if you can if if you can right because at three in the morning she wants to continue to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) right exactly so if you can get back into your adult self into your adult body here and now the chances Mm -hmm. are you either going to be able to notice her Mm -hmm. to deal with her or she might even just like calm down and like settle down
1: yeah okay well thank you There's a lot of things here for me to think about. I think I'm going to, I mean, I'm certainly going to try to apply all these things. And I think we should give an update on Patreon. I think, give me a few Mm -hmm. weeks. I mean, hopefully I need more than that. We don't, we don't, again, we don't really argue that much. But when Mm -hmm. we do, when next time it happens, I'm going to try the things. And then we should go on to Patreon and I will let you know how it went.
0: Yes. This is great, right? What I would recommend for people who have different stories, right? Same dynamics, different Mm -hmm. stories. I think the steps for them is find that feeling, right? Like when mm-hmm. you're triggered, what is the feeling? So for Jackie, disrespected. Great. Because mm-hmm. that will then now be like, okay, so this is the part that feels disrespected. Like we need mm-hmm. to, we need to, we need to really get to that part. And the way to get to that part is through naming the feeling. Mm-hmm. It also helps to, to if you can, it's not available for everyone. It took me ages to figure this out. Like where does that sit? Where in your body that feeling sits? Also super helpful, Mm -hmm. but pretty ninja. Mm -hmm. It took me a long time. Some people are like, oh, it's just on my shoulders. I'm like, how are you doing that? Mm -hmm. But um, just to be able to name it and say, I feel a very specific feeling. Name it and then see if you can ask yourself, is it true? Like, Mm -hmm. are are you really being disrespected? Are you really being shunned? Are you really being dismissed? Like whatever that part of you is feeling, check in Mm -hmm. to see like, is this real? Is this true? Not, not real. Is this true? It's real because you're experiencing. It, but is it true? Mm-hmm. And if you're finding the answer is not really, like my partner isn't really that disrespectful, or my partner isn't really that dismissive, mm-hmm. then you can say, okay, so there's a part of me that feels, duh, right. And mm-hmm. if you can get that language again, not easy. A separate part third person language Mm -hmm. and see so you identify the feeling you got into a part situation you were able to clarify the part ask for help in soothing in in Mm -hmm. an effort to connect with the partner Mm -hmm. right and see if you can connect if you can help soothe that part touch is one of the strategies try it Mm -hmm. it may work it might not work it does work for a lot of people find the kind of touch that might work. So one type of touch might not mm-hmm. work. Try a few different touches and see if that works. Mm-hmm. And then if you can, once you soothe that part, go back to the original argument and see if it still exists for you, right? Mm-hmm. And if you weren't mm-hmm. able to regulate and you get to the next part where you're going over the loop again, do some movement, do something to regulate yourself, breaths, movement, all these things will will help you regulate and once if the if you couldn't stop the argument, it happened again and here mm-hmm. you are in separate corners, huffing and puffing. Try to regulate yourself again. Movement works, touch works, mm-hmm. breath works, and then see if you can acknowledge the situation and move on. Acknowledge the situation and take responsibility for your action in it for ninja bonus points. And then mm-hmm. see if you can reconnect.
1: Got it. I'm gonna create a flow chart of what you just shared. <laughs> <laughs> we share it. And post it. Post it on my fridge, I, I remember. I love it. If any of this resonated with you, if you saw yourself either in me or my partner, then you should share this podcast episode <laughs> with your partners. <laughs> with your you, partner. should you should share it with friends, share it with other folks to, to listen in and see if they see themselves and see if they can break their own patterns. So like share this podcast episode. And if you have stories to share, if you either, again, it resonated with you, you have questions for Effie, you want to share your own story, then come onto our Facebook group at We Are Curious Foxes. And there's where you can find other curious listeners to share your story. You can also find us on our website and on Instagram at We Are Curious Foxes, where there are blog posts and other goodies. And then of course, Let us know that you're listening. Share a comment, a story, a question by sending us an email or voice memo to listening at wearecuriousfoxes.com or you could record a question that we can put on the show at 201-870-0063. This episode is produced and
0: edited by Nina Pollock, with whom every conflict is resolved with ease and grace. Our intro music is composed by Dev Saha. We are so grateful for their work and we're grateful to you for listening. As always, stay curious,
1: friends. We're gonna have a conversation. <clears throat> Wait, and then right here, I was like, "You should say something." I don't know what, but just to break up the so whatever comes naturally. <laughs> whatever, I will whatever you, I will. the spirits I, whatever comes <laughs> whatever
0: the me. spirit calls me. I will exactly. <laughs> Okey dokey.
1: Um,
0: <clears throat> shake shake shake.
1: Okay. New York. New York. <laughs> right Mm -hmm. but then siren yeah there you go dogs dogs and sirens Mm mm-hmm this is what it's like to live in an apartment in New York Curious Fox
0: podcast is not and will never be the final word on any topic we solely aim to encourage curiosity and provide a space for exploration through connection and story we encourage you to listen with an open and curious mind And we'll look forward to your feedback. Stay curious, friends. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious.